Welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. That man making the sound of, I'm going to say, kind of a boring race is Andrew Berger. Hey, Joe. Hi, Andrew. This is more exciting than Baku. I agree. And we're talking Azerbaijan. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, right? It's, yeah, that was a boring race, right? I I watched it live, also, unfortunately. Yeah, because I had to take my girlfriend to do a ten mile run. So Whoa. while she was busy living life to the fullest and running, wow. ten miles. So like, is she preparing for a marathon? Not to my knowledge. I just know <laughs> she wanted to run ten miles, so she joined you know an organized event and yeah. ran 10 miles man that's like a lot i is it like like a like a couple city blocks or is it literally like a 10 mile circuit she ran like a full one lap that's 10 miles or is it like 50 laps that's i don't know whatever 50 divided by 10 is five <laughs> five <laughs> So it's 550 times is 10 miles? What? (laughs) Um, Oh, man. We just said before we hit record, we're going to try to do a live one, not sound stupid. And here we are getting tripped up with general arithmetic. So, yeah, I watched the race and I honestly, I fell asleep during it. I think I missed the last 12 laps. But then I watched the highlights again, but still. I think my favorite part was the gap between Charles Leclerc and Max Verstappen. Yes, by the by the end of the race, it was 19 seconds. By lap 51, I wrote down here, 19 second gap. I remember when it hit like 10 and I was yeah. like, wow, this is a lot. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. Those Red Bulls are literally, we mentioned it in other episodes before, but they're in a completely different league. They're F- F-Zero, man, while everyone else is F-1. Yeah, dude. I-, I couldn't have said any better. Yeah, I saw a video where it showed, you know, it showed Checo Pat, like, driving through, and then, like, four seconds later, you saw Verstappen. And then, yeah, 19 seconds later, Leclerc flew by it was really funny though because it was silent for so long yeah and then you hear another car like fly by but you're like there's no way he's going the same speed as those other two cars that like just went by so is it like just pace how did they get so far ahead is the car that amazing like they are great drivers like Checo is a great driver obviously and street circuits like are his jam. That's where he rocks and rolls. But yeah. 19 seconds, that's crazy. I, did, Vettel did the same thing back in the day where he would be like 40 seconds or something crazy ahead yeah. of everyone else. It was nuts. Um, Again, in a Red Bull. Yeah, I don't know what it is because... I mean, the only thing I could think of is power unit but and arrow, but... So I think if you threw Charles Leclerc in a Red Bull, he would smoke everyone. Like him and Max, that would be like the Nico and Lewis mm. of the next generation. Yeah. What about um, 
uh, our boy Lando. Uh, that was that was very lucky. That was. You think so? Him getting in the points? Yeah, I did. I did not expect <laughs> McLaren to make any points this year. Yeah, I mean, also how about Yuki Sonoda too? For talk about being lucky and making points, Sonoda was in the points last. Uh, in Australia as well, I believe he was in the points here. I I, I got to start betting on him in my forecast F one predictions. I kind of made a mental note about that. Yeah, he, he he's doing better than Devries, which I you know what Sunoda's in year three or year two. Um, year three. Right. So Devries is still new, but oh man, he's he's like Mick Schumachering it up. Yeah. Yes. DeVries is new, but like he is like not a new newbie, right? <laughs> like he, yeah. he, sh- I feel like he should have come in doing better than he's been doing in Formula One. I mean, maybe you just got to get that one good race that boosts your confidence and then he will kind of be good to go. But as of right now, kind of being a dud. Yeah, hardcore. Let me find this finishing order real fast. Or as they say, the pecking order. While you uh, peck away at the keyboard trying to find the uh, final order of the race. Um, Man, those hard tires. Holy moly. Nico and Ocon were literally about to go the whole race without a pit stop, which is insane. That Yeah, that was crazy. I thought they had to pit. I thought it was a one-stop race, so they had to pit. Well, they did pit. They pit. They pitted on like the second or third. Uh, last oh, lap. oh, oh. Yeah, honestly, maybe hard tires were were the move. Definitely not soft. No, no. Uh, Botas pitted like twenty-five times. I think. <laughs> no, I think it was like and... I think it was like three, <laughs> but he was just having so much trouble. Yeah, I. It's so sad too, because he he came out screaming this year too. I know. I know. They actually. He didn't even finish the race. He only did fifty laps. Him and yeah. the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. So I, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, sorry, I interrupted you, but you turned into a robot on my end. What were you saying? I was gonna say so. It's really Logan Sargent finished last. I will say this. So, like, we just kind of crapped all over Nick DeFries and saying that, hey, you know, you should be doing better, yada, yada, yada. And Logan Sargent's kind of been putting up the same effort as him. But I think the potential with Logan Sargent, there seems to be so much more potential with him. There was the, there was that one qualifying that he did so well and kind of like messed up right at the end. I forget where it was. Yeah. And it was, it was three, was it? I thought it was Australia. Was it Australia? Was it the last one? Yeah. And um, he's had some free practices that looked really good. And I think he's another one that once he gets that one good race or qualifying or whatever, and he gets kind of his boost of uh, uh, confidence things will look more sunny for our American friend. I hope. Uh, honestly, more exciting news than Formula One is IndyCar with Roman Grosjean. 
Mm. He had an insane pass on some racer I don't know the name of. But he like passed him on the outside as like it was a it was a left turn. So like the the G forces were forcing him outside. So if he passed on the outside, he would have you know gone into the gravel. But it was it was just this insane pass. They were both just not giving each other any room. And the Indy cars are just smaller too. So they <clears throat> they're more like Hot Wheels cars versus those giant models that you'd buy, which yeah. is what a Formula One car is. Yeah. Also, Indy, no power steering. So, like, they're really fighting the car, which is cool. I saw a tweet yeah. on some, like, F1 Twitter thing, and someone was saying that, like, the first three laps of Indy car was more exciting than the whole weekend of Formula One in Baku. Which is true. It's so true. Uh, oh, I do want to mention something before we jump off Formula One. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And just and just start BSing. Um the sh- not the shootout, the sprint. Yeah, um, this with was... Max's massive hole in the side of his car caused by war criminal himself, George Russell. Jo- Max actually gave George Russell a uh, a new nickname. What? Call- Princess George. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's what see was that's that? That's like the wife beater side of Max Verstappen coming out. <laughs> That's his father talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, man. What was that thing with George where he got like something over the was it during qualifying? Well, yeah, where he didn't make it into Q3. And then they told him and he goes, "Oh, sugar." Really? I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) He was on the radio. So it was for qualifying on Friday night. First of all, this whole weekend was so confusing. So I'm going to try to break it down for everyone listening. And Andrew, correct me where I'm wrong. Because I was actually wrong explaining it to you. I messaged you. I'm like, here's what I think the weekend is. And you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Wrong. Apparently, I was completely wrong. So the way I explained it was I thought it was qualifying and the qualifying would be for both the sprint and the race. Cause I heard the sprint was no longer determining the grid for the race. So I was like, okay. Cause I didn't even know a shootout was happening. So it yeah. turned out you had free practice on Thursday, Friday. No, no, no. Was it? I'm sorry. It was free practice on Friday morning. Right. Yeah. And then qualifying that determined the race on Sunday. Then fr- a Saturday comes along like some just random ass day. Mm-hmm. And Saturday's a standalone day where the shootout's in the morning. And then we have the sprint race in the evening. And then Sunday we have the race, the race race, which was determined by the qualifying that happened on Friday. Yeah. It was just, it's like too, it's too much. It's too confusing. There's too many things. It also doesn't feel like continuous. Like I got to look back to other days and like forget other days. And also, you know, people are saying, oh, the the free practice being taken away. And like now there's only one. It makes it more, you know, unpredictable and stuff. But I don't know. I'd rather just have like racing. Max puts it best. Like they interview him and they're like, hey, what do you think of this new format? And he's like, I hate it. It's garbage. You should scrap it. Like, yeah, I'm here to race. I agree. I I don't think giving the drivers less time on the track 
makes for a better show. I mean, we even saw that this weekend. It was a procession because one, it was a as a street circuit, and also just you know, I think it makes it it makes it more dangerous as well with the drivers not having <coughs> enough time in the car on the track. Yeah, it just means that they're going to be in the simulator more, which means we're going to see the cars, the drivers in the cars less. Yeah, so. I mean, I guess maybe it's a little more exciting when they're racing versus like taking laps, but it's just exciting to see the cars on the track for an extended period of time. Sure. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like a lot of this was put together because they wanted it to be more exciting. And Azerbaijan was just like one of the most boring races. So it oh, yeah. didn't even have the payoff in which they intended it to have. No. What I was hoping was that with the lack of practice on the track, that more cars would go crash into that weird curve in the castle section where Charles <laughs> Leclerc crashed yeah. and proclaimed his stupidity. That's a very like narrow turn. It's crazy. And the sun is directly in their eyes at the time, too. Yeah. And they always do that dumb shot where like one cameraman looks through one porthole and then he like turns and looks through another porthole. They did it like nine times during the race. It got so boring that they started just randomly showing like aerial shots of Baku. Oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, here's even... the Caspian Sea. Meanwhile, cool. there's, it's the <laughs> middle of a race. <laughs> yeah. Like it was. Yeah. You know. <laughs> It was so funny seeing Max get out of his car too because you could tell he was so pissed. <laughs> Even in his post-race statements, he's like, yeah, Checo did a good job. He positioned himself to, you know, he showed he showed Red Bull that he's a capable driver and I'm happy for that. And yeah, I didn't win, if you didn't notice. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's my weekend. And how about Horner? On the radio, right at the end of the race, he congratulates Checo. And then he goes on Max's radio and he's just like, eh, well, you know, Checo got lucky. You were unlucky. We'll get him next time. And I yeah. was like, what the hell? You guys are on the same team and you're the team principal of both drivers. It's like something like an abusive parent would do. Dude, I mean, come on. That's they're they're like the Empire. Helmet Marcos, the gross emperor. And uh, Christian Horner is just Darth Vader. He's just yeah. the face. He's the marketing face. Yeah. I mean, also, when you think of Star Wars and the Empire, you think of Darth Vader. Yeah. You don't think of the Emperor, the man pulling the strings. Hi, everybody. Joe Leonardo here. And this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesideF1 at gmail.com. If I had to either go to Haas or Red Bull to be a Formula One driver, if I was thinking purely on mental health, I'd go to Haas. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. If honestly, if it was purely on mental health, I'd be at the Met Gala with Daniel Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anne Hathaway was hitting on him. I saw her walk up to him and be like, "Hey, you know, I really like Formula One. I'm a fan." So, if you were at, if you were able to join a F1 team, you would choose Haas right now. That would be your team. That was an extreme example. I would say, well, granted, I'm not an intense person and I'm not a very competitive person. Sure. Two things needed to be a Formula One driver. Yes. Um, I think McLaren or Alpine would be the teams. Or honestly, Aston Martin as well. Because Aston Martin, you'd have the time to be like, we're not competitive, so we're just happy that we're finishing races. And sure. now it's like, wow, this is what it feels like to be competitive. And, you know, you, you grow into it. Yeah. Like, I feel like Red Bull is like just like doing uh, doing eight balls all day. Yeah, it, it seems emotionally um, toxic at Red Bull. Um, and I don't need that in my life. Also, I think I don't know how Gunther is now, but you watch some Drive to Survive stuff and he seems kind of emotionally toxic. Oh, he to- he totally anyone with a personality is emotionally toxic. Yeah, exactly. I'm a little emotionally toxic. And uh, you have a personality. Exactly. <laughs> but let's say I I had the chance to join a team Aston Martin, but I had like I was a good driver, but I wanted it to be like a good experience as well. Um I feel like Aston Martin I could never get in cuz obviously they want like former superstars and the son of the owner. So like I yeah. can't I'd already have to be a superstar to get on that team. Yeah. Um so if I was able to choose a team right now, I'd say Williams. I think the car yeah. looks good. The Williams yeah, car. Yeah, the little Duracell battery on yeah, it. Yeah, the little Duracell battery. I honestly I love it. It looks adorable. Yeah. But um <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I'll be the second American. Even though uh Alexander's doing all the work right now, but uh he really is. Imagine a team with two Americans. That would be fun. That would be maybe... One New Yorker, one person from Florida? Come on. Oh, my God. The political arguments. (laughs) You would have both Joe Biden and Donald Trump at the same race. (laughs) There'd be a civil war, like, at Silverstone or something. An American civil war. In the garage. (laughs) I, I I love these deep fakes that they're making of Donald Trump biden and obama like gamers yeah as gamers the best it's so good and they're like the they're like a such a good friend group yeah exactly like they get along (laughs) yeah who's ever writing it's doing a really good job and like he's distilling their personality perfectly i would love to see that in a formula one like in the garage like (laughs) yeah I don't yeah. know, have someone be the strategist, have someone be the team principal, and have someone, you know, I don't know, someone else, whatever other job. I mean, we kind of already saw it in 2020 with Twitch. <laughs> you know, with George Russell and Lando Norris and Leclerc. Yeah, I kind of, I I don't miss the pandemic, but I miss that kind of content from Formula One drivers. Yeah, I mean, now they're just too busy and stuff. Yeah, but like, it was just because you got to see what they were like as people, not yeah. these mega stars, and yeah, not just doing press circuit. Like now they have to do like actual press events and stuff, and yeah. 
I, I remember there was one where uh, Charles Leclerc was playing this truck driving game. Like, they were all just getting bored of racing games, <laughs> so they all just bought, like, goofy other racing games. Like, truck simulator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and awesome. someone, like, it was online, so someone went by, like, drove by uh, Charles Leclerc when he was online with, like, all the, ra- you know, all the young racers. Yeah. And it was, like, somehow on the radio, like, they heard someone playing the Formula One theme song, but like through a broken flute. <laughs> and he yes, just loses. The recorder. His... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just loses his mind. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I mean, these guys game, so we could you could probably find them honestly online. Oh, totally. They're like they're, they're almost like older Gen Zers. Yeah. They're young millennial, older Gen Z people. Like they're kids. Yeah, I mean Max is on a. Uh, yeah, I mean Max is on a uh, a professional video game racing team as well. There you go. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny to watch the videos of him uh, when he streams and he does that. He takes it so seriously, and then his stepdaughter just like jumps in on him. <laughs> Did you see the picture of him? Like he was at his computer, gaming, and his world drivers championship trophy was like just sitting on top of the PC tower. Yeah. Or it was like sitting on top of a mini fridge. Actually, I think it was like sitting on top of a Red Bull mini fridge. Of course. (laughs) It's just like, honestly, that's, I respect that. I, yeah, it's, it's funny. (laughs) His like irreverence towards it is fantastic. It's, I mean, honestly with trophies, like, because they take up so much room, dude. I, Not that I've really met people that have Grammy Awards, but they definitely said, like, yeah, like, I just use them as, like, doorstops. They just kind of, like, take up space. I have, like, too many of them. I don't, like, literally, they're like, I I love winning them, but I, I just don't want another one. <laughs> Actually, right behind my laptop, screen is a peabody award and a wga <laughs> award <laughs> oh there you go <laughs> so there you go it's just sitting on a roll top desk um, that's the thing man you told me people love getting awards but people they take up awards. space yeah one thing i want to mention before we exit is yeah this might be a me thing all right but i'm gonna lay it on you jolene palmer is it just me or does he like say sniff too often? He's always saying like he's coming in for a sniff. Oh, here comes Max Verstappen. He's going to overtake George Russell. Oh, gee, he just took a little sniff right now. Just came in for a sniff. Nobody else says that. And it's like weirdly sexual. I think there's like a weird. He has like a he has like an aroma, a, a Roman like what is it called? Aroma, aroma fetish. A, he has like a Roma. <laughs> he has like an aroma fetish. <laughs> Like, what is with him and this sniffing? I said it to my wife while we were watching. I was like, how many times? Like, he says it all the time, but it never, like, clicked in my brain. I I finally paid attention to it because I was so bored from the race. And I was like, this guy brings up sniffing, like, (laughs) ten times every race. That, I love that. Uh, Sorry for the yawn. I mean, I'm I'm not shaming in any way his sniffing fetish. It's just weird i don't know like he comes in for a sniff oh here comes you know (laughs) 
Check up Perev's behind Leclerc. Oh, came in for a sniff. Just missed it. I so you you must be watching the F one TV uh, stream yeah. then. Yep, that's where I watch it. All right, so I have access to that, and sometimes I watch it through that, but I mainly watch through the Sky Sports with uh, with my boy Crofty and yeah. Martin Brundle. Yeah, and Will Buxton to me is just the funniest guy in the world. <laughs> Dude, that guy's got so much swagger. Buxton's got. He doesn't got, though. He does. I think he's, Buxton bags ladies. I think yeah. Buxton's like a. He's an f boy. That yeah, he's the guy. He's the he's the safe dad. Everybody wants. I don't think he's a safe dad. I think he's like a dangerous dad. The way he twirls his microphone when he talks. There's a video of him dancing, and I was just like, the way this guy moves, like that's you know, it's it's it. Someone who could really dance can really like <laughs> can can bang. See, I know a guy that can dance, and he is it is the driest of deserts in his world. I mean, I'm not saying this is a absolute statement. I'm just saying the 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 uh, possibility. Of him being a, a f boy is very high from the way he acts, the way he dances, and his little like his swagger quips. I'm telling you. And and to clarify, f boy means Formula One boy. It means Formula One boy. Yeah. Also, f- boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get. Your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at StatesideF1 and TikTok at StatesideF1 Podcast. Feel free to message us, DM us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See y'all next week. Later.